0: Coming up next on Abounding Grace. Learning how to do the simplest things spiritually is an essential ingredient to your spiritual maturity. When someone keeps their cool, when everything's going on all over the place, and they just keep going to him, that's a mature person. That's a spiritual mature man or woman that continues to come back to to the Lord in the midst of daily grind type of circumstances from the big to the small. I think of you faithful moms who day by day are all over the place with your kids.
1: This is amazing grace. This is unfailing. feel like your life is so mundane and boring right now and you're left feeling insignificant. Could God possibly use someone like me? If that sounds all too familiar, you'll want to keep listening. Today on Abounding Grace, we'll learn that God often leads us in very normal, natural ways. And yes, He'll often use the mundane and simple things to accomplish His will. We're just to remain faithful through it all. Here to drive that home is Pastor Ed Taylor from 1 Samuel 9.
0: Carry these ten cheeses to the captain of their thousand and see now how your brothers fare and bring back the news of them. Now Saul and they, and all the men of Israel in the valley of Elah, his whole life changed delivering food to his brothers. How about Jesus' disciples? How did they learn the will of God for their lives? Well, they were called to follow him while fishing, collecting taxes, whatever the job required, wherever they were, that's where they were called from. And when we read through the Bible, you'll find that some of the greatest work ever done through the people of God were done as they were doing their daily work faithfully. And God met them right there in that place and transformed their lives. So how does that speak to us today? How is God stirring us as a fellowship family in the days in which we live? I believe God is calling us to more faithfulness, a more steady faithfulness in our life. I believe God is calling us to enhance our witness for the gospel of Jesus by being faithful, godly men and women in what we're doing. And the model and the pattern of scriptures is that is often a place where God will give you the desires of his heart for you in your life. He will speak his will into your life as you're faithful. I mean, think about it. If you're unfaithful, if you and I are unfaithful and we're in a position of of whatever it might be, just kind of complaining or gossiping, upset about my life, upset at where I'm at, you know, whatever it might be when we are unfaithful, not, not doing what we said we would do. It's very, very difficult to hear the will of God. You're, you're going to be flipping through the pages. The what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? And you're going to hear from heaven, be faithful. Be faithful. I don't want to go look for the donkey. Be faithful. Those donkeys are important to your dad. Just go find them. I, I'm, I'm much better than uh, donkeys. No, no, just go, just do what you're asked to do. Simplicity. And it's in the simple, it's in the obedience of doing what you and I, what we're asked to do that the Lord so often speaks. Well, if you're taking notes, let me give you a few things to consider. It's all by way of repetition, I'm sure, but it's good for us to be reminded. Number one, God speaks to us as we are daily doing what we need to do. God speaks to us. According to Genesis chapter four, verse 27, it says, he said, blessed be the Lord God of my master Abraham, who has not forsaken his mercy and his truth toward my master. But as for me, being on the way, the Lord led me to the house of my master's brethren. You recall, he was given an impossible task to find a wife. And yet on the way, the Lord led him exactly where he needed to be. Secondly." God leads us not only in the doing of it, but in doing what is before us diligently. Diligently. That's what we see with Saul here in chapter 9, verse 4. He passed through the mountains. They passed through the land. He passed through the land of the Benjamites. I mean, he's diligently looking. He's not just, this isn't just lip service. He just needs to go out and, uh, you know, I, I used to do this growing up. Um, I, I hated to brush my teeth as a kid. I just didn't want to do it. I mean, it take a couple minutes. But my parents would tell me, pretty much like you parents probably do, go in and brush your teeth. I would spin, I would turn the water on, I'd play with the, the toothbrush, I'd wet it, I'd squeeze the toothpaste without opening it, just so if they went and checked on me, everything would look legit. And I'd stay in there as long as it would take for someone to brush their teeth. And then I'd go out and lie to my parents, do you brush your teeth? Oh yeah, no problem, go check. What they should have done is says, you know, come here, I'll check. But for some reason, they never, I, I, would, I would spend all this energy, all this precious energy, and then even be deceitful. I'd do all these things to get out of something that was actually good for me. And it wouldn't be diligence. That was a pattern of my life until I got saved. A pattern of my life was a lack of diligence and find any way I could to get out of what was before me. That's not so with the Lord. The way of the Lord is to be diligent in what you're doing. Everything you do matters for the kingdom of God. Why because you are a citizen of the kingdom of God and everything matters. So do it before you diligently. As he comes to the end of the land of Zuf, he says, you know, we've got to go back. He was diligently looking. He passed through and he passed through and he passed through and for some time he was searching and looking over. This was no just one verse of 30 seconds. This was some time. He's very diligent. We know that time passed because they ran out of provisions, and he began to worry that his dad would be concerned. And the words in the verse four and five speak to us of everyday lives with ups and downs, lefts and rights, concerns and worries. They were looking for animals, but we don't read of any frustration or anger or anything like that. We just see Samuel. Being, I mean, we just see Saul being faithful. And if he did have any of those things. He didn't express them to the people that were with him. And I believe one of the greatest tests in our spiritual lives is when God allows our agendas and our plans and our goals to be challenged with the Monday of everyday life. I mean, it looks like this. We've got great plans and great aspirations and great dreams. And we we take the needed steps to do what we believe God wants us to do and we see the timing of what God wants us to do to be far sooner than what God has in store. And so instead of attaining what God has so far in the future, he's left us, hey, I've got this great aspiration, I want to work in this capacity, and and I I wanna be the CEO of a certain company, but instead you're answering phones. Answering phones of complaining customers. I mean, you're sitting there with an MBA answering phones. Why? Because that's where you begin. And you answer phones. And you be the best phone answerer that you possibly can in Jesus' name. Not just for a promotion. Promotions neither come from the east or the west. God raises up one and he promotes one and puts down another. You know, your promotion and the things you're waiting for at work are going to come from the Lord. But really, as you're serving, you're serving the Lord. Early on in, in my own life, in the ministry, just great aspirations to teach the Bible. Great aspirations. I just, oh Lord, I want to, I love you so much and I love the Bible and, and I know I've only read it for a couple of days but I'm ready, you know, I'm ready. A little bit of an exaggeration but certainly reflecting my heart. And I'm just so ready. I'm taking classes and I'm preparing and, and I, I really do believe there's a calling on my life without understanding any of what that means truly. And where does God send me? Oh, you, you want to you be a big man of God, Ed? Oh, yes, sir, Lord. You want to serve me with all your heart? I want to serve you with all of my heart. I'm all in. I was all in for the world. And Lord, I'm all in for you. And, and you have that little dialogue with God. I'll do anything for you, Lord. I'm ready. I'm ready to go to the forest heights with you, Lord. And so where did God send me? To the nursery. Because he had a plan of preparation in my heart, in my life. He wanted to teach me at a very young age in my walk with Jesus what it meant to do things diligently, to disrupt my plans and my agendas and my goals because they meant nothing. And that too has been a pattern of my life throughout walking with Jesus. Even in the planting of this church, the planting of this church and God bringing us to Aurora came right after one of the greatest disappointments and discouragements in ministry that I've ever had. So much so I doubted my own calling and I doubted my own heart. I doubted everything. Uh, And all God, God didn't wanna raise any doubts in me. He just wanted me. He didn't want me to do anything for him. He didn't want, he just wanted a relate. And once that was settled, things began to move. He didn't want someone that's gonna aspire to big things. He just wanted someone that would be faithful with what was before them. And Saul has such great potential here. He has such great potential he responded with care and concern for his dad. Not only did he faithfully obey his dad, but he's concerned about his dad. He realizes that the donkeys are important, but he's more important. And so he makes a decision, a wise one. Still concerned. I mean, can you imagine? It will take some imagination with this to consider going out, walking on feet, on foot or on horseback or with a, on, looking for donkeys. At what point are you going to get upset? Is it when you were asked? Some of you are like, I'm not looking for donkeys. And it starts right there. I can't believe it, Dad. You know, I always, you always ask me. And my brother, you never ask my brother. I mean, maybe that's you. You're right. It, that's, that's where your frustration level is. Or when is it when you, when you start looking for the donkeys and about three miles into it, your horse gets a flat hoof. And you're like, what am I going to do now? I didn't even bring a spare. And now this is stupid. These stupid. I mean, can you think about, I mean, maybe you don't use the word stupid I'm not supposed to use the word stupid either but I've just used it like four times so maybe you just you get so frustrated and you're like I can't believe these donkeys why is dad, why is dad sending me he could hire somebody he's got hired hand I mean you can see the level of frustration this is no one day event and even in the midst of potential frustration the heart of Saul is concerned about his dad a faithful son but not only did he, dil- did he diligently do what was before him, but thirdly, if you're taking notes, he was also spiritually dependent. Spiritually dependent. Instead of being overwhelmed by the situation, Saul asked for help. He says in verse six, notice, "'Look now, there's in this man, in this city, a man of God, he's an honorable man, and all that he says surely comes to pass. So let us go there, perhaps he can show us the way that we should go. So, so not only was he faithful daily, not only did he do what was asked, not only did he do it diligently, but he did it spiritually. He depended on God. He's, he's like, you know what? This problem requires wisdom from God. Now, those of you that are going to study Samuel with us to the end, you're going to find that Saul, King Saul will greatly disappoint you. You look at the potential he has here. You look at the characteristics that God has to work with. You, you look at what God can mold from a faithful man like this, you'll be greatly disappointed to find out how, how the story ends. I, I encourage you to read ahead. It could be something that the Lord would have for you to warn you, those of you with great potential outwardly. He looks so good. He looks, he looks so good. I mean, he's looking to God in the midst of frustration, in the midst of his difficulty. Now, listen. Learning to do the simplest things spiritually is an essential ingredient to your spiritual maturity. Let me repeat that so you can write it down or listen on the MP3 later. Learning how to do the simplest things spiritually is an essential ingredient to your spiritual maturity. When someone keeps their cool, when everything's going on all over the place and they just keep going to him, that's a mature person. That's a spiritual mature man or woman that continues to come back to to the Lord in the midst of daily grind type of circumstances from the big to the small. I think of you faithful moms who day by day are all over the place with your kids. The house level of volume of love. I think of you school teachers here at the school and also those of you that are out in the public school system in the room with those kids all day and and it's so funny because whenever I'm here, they always, the kids always want to talk to me, and I'm walking through, and they're making eye contact with me, and I always get them in trouble because they're supposed to be walking through the hallway like this. And so I'm like this. I'm like this. Hey, Pastor. Hey, how you doing? And, and, and they're trying to keep it cool because, you know, just with 20 kids, even with 10 kids, when they start going, boy, your kids, they start going, bouncing off the hallway. And you know, so, so I'm sorry if your kid's got a, like a black... Check mark or whatever because of Pastor Ed walking through and saying hi to them and playing with them but teachers moms the mundane I think of all of you that go to to work daily you don't know what a day will bring in your job I think of those of you that are delivering and filing and answering phones taking care of your patients man so many things are happening here that you guys do day after day after day and I I want to be reminded today that the Lord speaks through those things. That that is the microphone of the Lord. How will you ever meet Samuel if you're not faithful to look for the donkeys? And how will you ever meet what God has for you in the future unless you're faithful today and you're faithful in a way that honors God? I mean, I can think of the thousands of places God has you And how you not only do it, but you do it diligently. You do it under great pressure and stress. You do it in a way that, man, some days you just want to give up. Some days you just want to quit. Some days you just want to walk away. But you know, you say, no, this is where God has me. This is God's will for my life. And I'm going to embrace it in Jesus' name. And yeah, I know you look at this. You look at situations. We have them all the time. And we say, how could God possibly use this? How could God use this? And yet, he can and he will. You see, the thing I'm encouraged about Saul here, because this is what God has for us all, all, all around the world. Saul has no idea what's up ahead. He has, he's went looking for donkeys, and he has no idea he's going to be anointed king. You just don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. Should God bring tomorrow? You just don't know. And you know, you you could delay the blessing. You can delay the experience of love. You can delay even hearing from the Lord by not being faithful, by not being diligent, and by not being spiritual. Saul here is living daily today, faithfully, diligently, spiritually. But he'll be anointed king not many days from now. And so often when someone's doing doing just doing it right, they end up with what, you know, just doing exactly what Saul's doing. We'll often refer to this as a divine appointment. It just God just hooks up a situation and you're like, wow, how did how did that happen? You you don't need to, you don't even need to explain how it happened. You were just faithfully following the Lord. And as you're faithfully following the Lord, he's, man, he's set it up in such a way to enjoy and to be blessed. You're entirely unaware, but God just shows up. Now, you may have found in your life a frustration or a question of why God has placed you in a certain place or a certain position or a certain situation or even something that's seemingly so insignificant. A small thing, looking for donkeys, filing papers. But Jesus said you did something faithfully. He looks at that and he says, you're doing it faithfully. You're faithful unto the Lord. You're taking care of the kids and you're fixing that clutch and you're delivering that package and you're taking care of those pests and you're mending a wound and you're teaching and you're washing and you're waiting, you name it. And the Lord has rewards up ahead. Listen, if you're here today and you have the feeling that what you're doing is a waste, you're mistaken. Now, of course, if what you're doing is in the realm of sin or any of that, that's a waste but just in the daily, everyday life, which every one of us has, what you're doing is not a waste, even if you may feel that way. It's a feeling that comes up, and that, that's, that, those feelings will really determine the direction of our life. Oh, I want something more. But the Bible says not to despise the days of small things. The Bible says, To be faithful with what's before you. That's God's will for your life in this moment. What you're doing is not a waste. If you're doing it diligently, spiritually, committedly, daily, one day you'll find out that God has a purpose for you. One day you'll understand that sacrifice you made. One day you'll understand why God was steering you in that direction. Just wait for it. One day God will reveal his overall purposes to your heart. He'll show you why he's chosen you and why he's chosen to use your life through what you can seem as mundane and insignificant. In the midst of it is where God says, I was training you and equipping you as he takes you from place to place, perhaps even from a place of employment to place of employment, house to house, apartment to apartment, you name it, the daily life as God speaks through the daily life. It's so encouraging to me. When you and I learn that the issue in life isn't what we see that we're doing, seems to be so fruitless, but it's doing life diligently, consistently, and spiritually, there's great freedom there. Where you just know that you know God has you here and you're going to be faithful to it. I'm not comparing myself with anyone else. I'm not looking down on myself because of what I do or maybe society looks down on what you do, but God doesn't. Maybe it's not highly favored, but often God will use the not highly favored and he will exalt them. The Bible says that those of us that will humble ourselves before the mighty hand of God, he says that he'll lift you up. It's so opposite. Jesus said if you want to be the greatest in the kingdom, you've got to be the least. It's the flip side of how we've, this society we live in, man. It's like, hey man, the greatest are the greatest and we step on the least to get there. That's not the way of Jesus. That's not the way of our discipler. Jesus is teaching us, even here in 1 Samuel, that, man, if you really want to make it, and you really want to progress, and you really want to move to the top, then choose the bottom. The way up in the kingdom of God is down. And it's in those places of faithfulness that God reveals himself in a powerful way. If you, when you and I just live faithfully daily, one day... One day, if not tonight, God will reveal, this is what I'm doing. This is how your life matters in my plan and my agenda and my calendar and my purposes. Uh, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 25, the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men. So sometimes things don't make sense. God is doing a work, but from our perspective, we're like, that doesn't make any sense. Oh, I know, because God, God does things differently. In Isaiah chapter 55, the Bible will tell us that God's ways are not man's ways. They're not our ways. His thoughts, not our thoughts. Oh, how important it is for us to grasp this. Lord, help us, speak to us. You know, that, that faithful, daily responsibility you have, church, let it be done with the glory of God like you're doing it for Jesus. You know why? Because you are. Your life matters, and what you're doing is not a waste. Embrace it. Come to that place where you say, Lord, here I am. Send me. I'm attentive to you, even in the everyday grind, the mundane.
1: Today on Abounding Grace, we've been encouraged that God will lead us through our faithfulness in everyday life. It's part of Pastor Ed's series in 1 Samuel. If you missed the first portion of this message that we heard yesterday, be sure to call and request the CD at 877-30-GRACE or go online to CalvaryAurora.org. That's 877-304-7223. Another way to listen to Ed's teachings is through the Calvary Aurora app. Search for Calvary Aurora. And while you're at it, download the Grace FM Colorado app. Well, Ed, as you were speaking about how the Lord leads and speaks to us, I'm sure this hit home for a lot of folks. And we just scratched the surface, as you said. I couldn't help but think some listening would want to learn more about all of this. Can you think of a helpful resource that they might find beneficial?
0: Yeah, I would recommend, Larry, that they go to our website, CalvaryAurora.org, and begin to study through the book of Acts with us. Because the book of Acts is exactly this, the Lord leading us and speaking to us in a variety of different ways. And what a great way to learn it through the people that God did that work in in the New Testament, in the book of Acts. So go to our website, CalvaryAurora.org, and begin studying with us from chapter 1, verse 1, all the way through the book of Acts, and you'll be blown away how God leads and speaks to us in so many different ways.
1: Are you struggling through a family problem? Maybe there's a great deal of stress that's weighing on you as you raise your kids for Christ or you're overwhelmed at work. We'd like to recommend that you read Let Go by Francois Finelon. You'll be encouraged to let go of those distresses and embrace the joy and peace that God has promised. And we'll send it your way when you give a gift of $25 or more to Abounding Grace today. Please remember, it's through your support that we're able to bring the teaching of God's Word to stations like this every day. We can't do this alone. Call toll-free at 877-30-GRACE or make a secure donation online at calvaryaurora.org. If you'd rather write, our address is Abounding Grace, Post Office Box 460598, Aurora, Colorado, 80046. We'll return to First Samuel next time on Abounding Grace with Pastor Ed Taylor. We'll see you then. This
0: is amazing grace.